Hi, welcome to Romance Happy Hour. I'm Dylan Crush. And I'm Don Ludicky. We're bringing you your favorite romance authors. You'll get to hear them read from their books and answer your questions. Now let's get on with the show. We are live. Don here with Romance Happy Hour. I am finally with my co-host, Dylan Crush. Dylan. Last week. We, we did our week? special Jingle Balls thing last week. Yes, Jingle Balls. Yeah. See, I was just so exhausted that time. I don't even remember. <laughs> I'm kidding. You weren't feeling quite your chippers. I was not. You know, I was exhausted. I'm still exhausted. But you know what, though? My husband's taking me on a romantic weekend getaway tomorrow. So nice. I think sure. I'm going to not be exhausted after this weekend. <laughs> We won't go there, anyways. I mean, you um, might be more exhausted, Don. <laughs> but uh, so, Dylan, what are you working on? And congratulations for anybody that doesn't know, Dylan has some big news, and Miss Tracy does too. Yeah, Tracy and I are um, both authors in the Jingle Ball set, and we hit the USA Today bestseller list yesterday. So, pretty yes. exciting. At number 99. That, I know. <laughs> so, I saw that. I snuck in under the, the triple digits. So, nice. so yeah, that was pretty exciting. Um, I am thrilled to be here tonight with Tracy, um, fellow Jingle Balls author, and LB Dunbar. So thanks so much for joining us tonight. We really appreciate it and are excited to hear from you. Um, as far as what I'm working on right now, I am working on a new series idea to pitch to my agent who's going to my publisher. So we'll see what happens there. I don't want to give anything away because we all know that Dawn can't keep my secrets. So Dawn has no idea what I'm pitching, but I'll, I, I'll let you know if it gets picked up. <laughs> I don't. <laughs> But I can keep other people's secrets. I think we just established that. It's only your secrets. It's only my secrets that Don cannot keep. Yes. yes. Only my secret. Um, and I am working on another secret project that Don actually knows about, but I'm not I the one who told her about it. I know better. Um, but all the news That's will be my secret out. that I can keep. Yeah. I know. I know. Um <laughs> All the news is coming out on that one soon. So keep watching my social media for that. And then I've got another series that's coming out in the spring that I'm working on. So nice. Never awesome. a dull moment. So yeah. I think we, we had a happy hour with all the authors in the Jingle Ball set last night on Zoom, which was absolute blast. And <laughs> um, I drank an entire bottle of Prosecco by myself because I started the whole 30 today. And so Dawn, drinking water tonight because I cannot have alcohol for 30 days. So that's big news. Like big news. Big news. That's your big news is no alcohol? Come on. Well, I, thought, I thought you'd be sad for me because, yeah. I'm, I'm super I'm, sad, but I'm also a little disappointed. Well, I'm going to try to stick to the rules. We'll see how it goes. 30 right. days. I 30 days. 30 days. You can do it. Yeah, I need yep. to do that just to get back into shape because I think that the wine is what's causing me to get out of shape. Well, well Tracy made Tracy has a bigger commitment that Tracy made. So when, when you're gonna say that. 
I know. When Tracy introduces herself, I'll let her tell you about that. But what are you working on, Dawn? You have a release coming up super soon. I do. Thursday, the 15th, um, High Heels and Cowboy Boots is coming out, and I'm super excited. Yay. It is my first, I guess it's novella, novella, 40,000, novella. Mm -hmm. Yeah. For novella. So bigger than short story book, uh, contemporary Western coming out. So I'm excited about that. Um, the second book in that series is in the SQ Ever After box set. And that is going to be coming out in January. And I'm very excited about that one because that is Marissa's story. And I had a lot of fun writing her because she's like the city girl and like she's going to the country for the first time. But so I've been working on that. Um, I do have, I just signed with a new agent. So I do have a, um, she's reading my um, dog app book right now and she's loving it. So I'm very excited about that because I was super nervous. And, uh, and then I'm working on, um, she wants to do some cowboys. So I've got some more cowboys that I'm, I'm getting written up for my, for my agent and and this uh, cop, he's going to be a police officer, a small town police officer, I think. So we'll see. A cowboy cop. Yeah, cowboy cop. Well, it's an interesting idea, and I'm very excited. I'll talk to you later, so you can give it away next time. <laughs> you can be the not secret teller. Um, but I do want to give a shout out to Marie. I don't know you, Marie, but I did live in Washington State, and I'm super excited that you're from there and visiting us. So <laughs> I want to give a shout out to her. Um, Tracy will be uh, reading first tonight. But let's hear what you're working on after your high and your parties from making the list. Yeah, I'm still recovering. And I don't drink at all. And I'm still recovering from the excitement of uh, making the list. So that um, <laughs> makes me laugh. Um, but Dylan was talking about my deal with the devil. I'll tell you that first in case I forget. So I promised the universe I may have a little McDonald's addiction, just maybe a little one or a large one, and I promised the universe on Thursday if we made USA Today, I would give up my McDonald's for a whole year. <gasps> We're on day two. <laughs> wow. <laughs> I'm carrying a bit of McDonald's. No. So I'll get a bit skinny. <laughs> Is it just McDonald's or do you have other fast food restaurants that you can go to? I have lots I can go to, but okay. I'm not really a fan of any of them. Macca's has my heart. But today I've deleted my app, unsubscribed from the email uh, specials, uh, done the whole bit, <laughs> thrown out all my little tickets off that Monopoly game. They're all gone. <laughs> you know what? Now that post makes a lot more sense to me because I saw that earlier. Sorry about my Facebook. I know they were like they knew I was slipping away. Um, the kids oh. even banned me from going to the toilet in McDonald's because they can see find my phone on my iPhone and they're saying, no, you can't even go there for that. <laughs> Should be interesting. But anyway, that's my deal and we oh. made it. It was totally worth it. I would do it again. Uh, Work-wise, I've you got... Work um, a year from now. Sorry? We'll ask you a year from now. Yeah. yeah. No, I'm really good. I once made a New Year's Eve resolution to not cook dinner for the whole year, and I made it the whole year. So <laughs> I'll stick with it. So I had to eat sandwiches a couple of times when no one was home to cook for me, but I made it. 
my that's God. pretty awesome. Yeah. That's gonna be the, probably the coolest and, and most um daring uh <laughs> New Year's Eve revelations I've ever heard of. Yeah, it was pretty Gosh. great. I wonder if um, I can get away with that. Yeah, I don't know, right? Probably not. <laughs> It's a good one, ladies. If you want to make a New Year's resolution, it's the one to keep. <laughs> <laughs> I'm thinking I want to. I want to say I, I won't do laundry for a year. Or yeah, yeah, yeah. Up after anyone for a year. Mm -hmm. You've got me thinking, Tracy. Yeah, I hate cooking, so it was the perfect one for me. Very progressive of you. <laughs> yeah, oh, funny. Um, so what else can I tell you? Uh, Workwise, after I recover from Jingle Balls, I've got a couple of books in series that have been waiting to be finished forever. I'm newly energised to get those done. So um, I've got three separate books that will finish off three separate series. So those are my goals between now and December. Uh, what else? I'm trying to stay clear of any box set group activities or anything like that to get myself back on track back in my good habits for a little while because yeah. um, it does take a lot of work yeah uh, it was super fun but yeah a lot of work there um what else tell us about your hat my hat oh i dug out the christmas hat because of jingle balls and it's surprisingly easy in my house to find a christmas costume because there's a whole bag of these headbands there's a big top hat thing <laughs> Um, there's a turkey head that <laughs> goes over your head as a turkey with Oh, my gosh, that's so cool. <laughs> so I thought I'd get in the festive spirit. Someone had stolen my Christmas earrings, though. I'll be hunting those up later. But, yeah, we do Christmas. We don't always put our tree up, but we like costumes. So. <laughs> <laughs> One of those comments says that uh, they don't think their husband would appreciate the not cooking. You can do it, Denise. <laughs> <laughs> I got to say, my husband would be 50. Well, first off, my husband goes out to sea. So then my kids would be like, why the hell aren't you cooking mm -hmm. for us? You're our mother. Yeah. But when my husband's home, he does cook a large amount of time because he loves to grill because grill means he can drink. And then he's like, it's like this. <laughs> we have a lot of burgers and steak and yeah. grilled chicken. But I'm, I don't complain because I'm. I'm like, <laughs> my husband's from Denmark, so he really likes Ooh. outdoor. Yeah. He loves the barbecue. Summer is nearly here, so he loves um, all that. And he's a much better cook than I am. So I actually did the family a favour by not cooking for them. <laughs> <laughs> um, did you – you posted my giveaway, didn't you, on the page? Yep. I've got, mm -hmm. um, yeah. I did not have a picture of the mug, so I just posted a picture of an ugly sweater. Uh, I think you were pretty close because I, I had a bit of a look, and it is a black one with the ugly things. So it's an ugly sweater mug from Society6. If um, All you have to do to win it is jump on and follow me on BookBub. Um, I liked the naughty prizes a little bit for the Jingle Balls anthology. I had some um, – <laughs> Very naughty mugs that I've given away, and people have really loved them, which was good. That was what I was going for. So I thought the ugly sweater one would be perfect. And I don't have to send it from Australia, so you don't have to wait eight weeks or ten weeks to get your prize. It's from the US, so you'll get it in a timely fashion. Nice. <laughs> yeah. How about you, LB? What are you working on? Let's tell us a little bit about you. Um, well, uh, I had a release today. Yes, for, congratulations. Um, Silver Biker. Thank you. Thank you. I think I have a picture I can show you. This is sad. I don't have paperbacks yet. 
I'm not uh I'm not that efficient. There we go. Yay. Ooh. Nice. Ooh, yeah. And um, let's see, that story sort of sort of concludes um the silver foxes of Blue Ridge, which is um four brothers that live in a small town in Blue Ridge, Georgia. Um, what I'm working on is a lot. This year, I decided to rewrite my entire first series, which was five books. And this was not the year to take on that kind of project, though, creativity-wise. Um, there was a, a lot of stalling, um, but I'm on book three just released last week. And then four comes out in November and five comes out in December. And then I'm also um, writing in Serena Bowen. She has a, a world, um, the world of true north. So I'm currently writing. Um, I have two submissions for that. And I'm currently working on both of those. And that's about it. Sadly, I wish I had something new <laughs> that was coming out um, in 2021. But right now, I feel like I'm just scrambling to like finish 2020 um, and make it through all the projects that have been budgeted for this year. So, yeah, we uh, already have a question for you, LB. Um, do you have oh. any more Silver Fox books on the horizon? Oh, of course. <laughs> um, of course. That's pretty much the only thing <laughs> that I'm writing. So, it's interesting um, to hear you guys talking about your cowboy um, stories because um, one of the books in the True North series will be up. Uh, reflective around a cowboy and sort of that same storyline, like a small town, um, sorry, a big city girl moves into the small town in Vermont. Um, so I'm super excited. I've written a cowboy story before. I'm um, actually for Penny Reed's uh, series, the Smarty Pants Romance Collection. Um, and it was, it was so much fun. I'm from Chicago, so I'm from a big city. And I, I just love cowboy stories so much. So. I was just going to ask, because you're, so your books take place in Georgia. So it's like, she doesn't yeah. have a Southern accent. But she's got Georgia and I know, I know. Where are you from? So you are from Chicago. Yeah, I'm from Chicago. I grew up in Michigan, um, but I've lived here in Chicago even longer. And it is funny because I love um, I mean, I, I live in the city and it's like I love small towns and I love the South. So it's like by default, I, I often write characters who are from there, even though I don't know much more than, you know, bless your heart. It's my favorite thing to say. <laughs> I love that so much. I love that saying. Probably one of the most important things you need to know when yeah. you're small yeah. town. Yeah. That and sweet tea. And Sweet Tea is my favorite. So <laughs> I was actually upset last year because I went to Texas and I couldn't find Sweet Tea. And I was like, what do you mean? Like everybody serves Sweet Tea, but I couldn't find it there. Um, so it was like, it was uh, upsetting almost. But. Funny. Where did you go in Texas? Dylan is uh, from there. Dylan is from there. And mm -hmm. I lived there. Oh, awesome. Yeah. Uh, well, I had been at Book Bonanza. So that was in Dallas. Oh, yeah. And then... Um, and then I've also been to Houston, Texas uh, for mm -hmm. RAM, which some of you might have attended, which is for authors um, yep. in the romance. So I was there last year, too. Yeah. Crazy yeah. enough, like, that's where I lived for, like, three years, and I didn't even know RAM existed when I was oh. there. I'm like, why didn't I attend this until literally I was moving? And I was like, well, this is inconvenient. I could have gone there last year. <laughs> Got to go next year. Yeah, I'll have to. My pro my husband will probably want to go with just to see Houston again. Yeah, 
Yeah. Oh, and the proper use of y'all, Sarah says. Oh. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. I probably don't. Uh, I probably don't type it correctly, but I do say it, and then people laugh at me because they're like, "You have no southern accent, but you just used y'all." It's so easy. I mean, literally, you're just taking two words and making it one. Well, and it, 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 it encompasses with, like big groups, so it's just easier to say like "y'all." Let's do this. Mm -hmm. So. Mm -hmm. I got to be honest. So I've, I've lived in Texas in the South for quite a while. Um, my husband is from the South and, um, well, from, anyway, military. Anyways, um, I have been here for so long that I really, 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 really want to use the word y'all. But when I type, I'm like, I don't want to seem like a poser because I'm living here. Oh. I'm not from here. So I'm like, okay, I have to force myself to type <laughs> you all. <laughs> and I just like, okay. <laughs> I'm the same. I'm Australia, and I say it only in typing, and I think, oh, I'm not, I don't think I'm allowed to steal that. But I'm going to do it. <laughs> do it. Honestly, with, with your cute accent, we'll let you get away with whatever yeah, you want. Yeah, really. <laughs> really. Y'all has become pretty universal. So, yeah. yeah. I just love it when people say all y'all because <laughs> it's like y'all like doubled. All y'all. Yeah. I mean, I say it too. And I just got back from being in Texas for um, several weeks. So right. I find when I am around my family, I tend to, I tend to yell it up. So it's <laughs> <laughs> awesome. Well, we should probably get going to hear Miss Tracy. She's going to read for mm -hmm. us first from her Jingle Balls USA Today bestsellers book. And I can't wait. So I'm going to pop you up here, pop the rest of us down, and we will hear from you first. Alrighty. This is my first time reading live, you guys, so be kind to me. Um, so my book in the anthology is called Lick My Snowballs. We had a lot of fun choosing those titles. Um, I'm probably going to get through just a chapter and a bit for you, so I read what I can before my time's up, and then we're good. So chapter one is from Peggy. Lick my balls. What the actual and my hearing? I blink and glance over my shoulder. I'm the only person standing in this tucked away vestibule that hides the dessert section. The sweetest part of the whole night and my absolute favourite, if I'm honest, which is why I'm checking out the cakes while everyone else concentrates on their entrees. The whisper yell comes again. No biting my snowballs, only licking. I stare straight ahead, wondering how anyone has room to lick anything wedged behind the Christmas tree to my right. I want to whip around and scan the crowd to see if I can work out which saucy couple is missing from the event. Tonight I'm attending Miss Maisie Gartner's 17th Annual Festival Gala to raise money for the Testicular Cancer Awareness Foundation and I'm dressed as the most perfect sparkly angel. My hair is styled in waves and thin silver ribbons flow around each soft curl. My angel wings, well, what can I say? I never want to take them off. That's how perfect they are. They're enormous and glittery, and when I move, I leave a trail of delicate silver sparkles in the air. Too bad I only thought about adding tiny bells to my costume a few minutes after I arrived at the gala. A delicate tinkling sound following me everywhere would have been even more perfect. This is Miss Maisie's domain, her annual night of nights, if you will. 
each of us lucky enough to receive a coveted invitation and the accompanying fundraising request would die before we'd let her know that, colloquially, her annual Christmas celebrations are known as the Jingle Balls. She'd hate that name, despise it even. This is my third Jingle Ball and every year I pinch myself that my fabulous employer agrees to send me. Over the years, I've seen enough to know that Miss Maisie is singularly focused on how much money she can raise and how she can better her efforts for next year. Her reputation is everything. That's why I'm certain she can't find out that someone on her carefully curated invite list is having sexy times behind her perfectly decorated red, green and gold Christmas tree. I can't even imagine how she'd react. Certainly not like I have, with one ear turned fully in the direction of the tree, hoping I can catch just a little more of the action taking place behind its laden branches. I should move away. I should mind my own business, take a dinner plate, fill it with tasty bites from the sumptuous buffet and glide back to my assigned place, pretending that my body doesn't yearn for the warmth of another's skin. But my five foot high sparkly angel wings make sitting at my table a real problem. That's something else I didn't consider when I was being sewn into my silver finery five hours ago. The wings are on a clear plastic elastic that wraps around my shoulders and under my arms. My gown is zipped over the top. To get the wings off, I have to remove my dress. Let me just say, wings that aren't meant to bend don't fare well when their wearer needs to sit. I was reduced to traveling here on the subway when I couldn't fit my wings into the taxi. And let's not even discuss the trouble I had in the bathroom. Note to self, plan for folding wings next time. Pick one and lick it. Don't you dare bite them. Gosh, they're really getting into it and they sound Australian. Of course, the people doing the dirty behind the tree are Aussies. If they're not careful, those loud stayed whispers will draw a crowd. I glance over my shoulder again, relieved to see that I'm still alone. Alone, there's a word I despise. My three months in New York City away from my family and friends in Australia are almost at an end. I've enjoyed the annual trip, making connections and placing orders for the coming year with all the best fashion houses. But soon I'll be back in the fold, back at the family home, surrounded by my crazy diamond painting mother and my almost famous newspaper columnist sister. Back in the orbit as the same man I'm secretly in love with. If I cared to wind back the story of me being at this party, I could lay the credit at Adam's feet. Three years ago, I quit my retail management role and began a new adventure as an international fashion buyer. Now I spend most of my year overseas, culminating every October in my three-month sojourn to New York. I jumped at the chance to get away from Adam when he showed up at my mother's house with a new girlfriend one year. Now I get to attend glamorous parties that almost make up for me being permanently single. Almost. No more whispers come from the direction of the tree, and I imagine all kinds of reasons why. Are the lovers kissing? Did they slip out the other side to find somewhere more private? Are they standing still as statues waiting for me to get lost? I snort to myself. They're out of luck if that's what they want. I haven't had this much action in weeks. And if I have to go home alone later, I might as well have some inspiration to take with me. A tiny fantasy tucked inside my sparkly bodice won't hurt anyone. I don't want to draw attention to myself standing here like a weirdo, and I definitely don't want anyone to join me. I've already fended off several advances tonight from the two single men Miss Maisie strategically seated at my table. 
I'm sure they're perfectly lovely, but my heart belongs to one out of reach gentleman I haven't laid eyes on in more than nine months. I reach out and pick up one of the desserts from the small bowls in front of me. They look just like one of my favourite chocolates from a well-known brand, but I'm certain Miss Maisie would never allow a generic sweet on her perfect buffet, so there must be something else. Every dessert, except for this one, has a tiny red label announcing what it is. By choosing the item without a label, I have no idea if I'm going to get a mouthful of liqueur, a gooey caramel centre, or a hard sugary inside. The sweet sphere is lightly covered in coconut and I raise it to my lips to try it. I've never met a chocolate I didn't adore. Okay, good. Now lick it, comes the whisper. Do not bite that goodness. I frown, the chocolate ball still centimetres from my lips. A new theory about that voice niggles at my imagination and on impulse I open my mouth, bare my teeth and prepare to take a bite. No, I said lick it. The hiss from the tree is unmistakably a man's voice. To complete my test, I slide my lips over my teeth and stick out the tip of my tongue. He sighs. The satisfied sound does naughty things to my tummy, but I have absolutely no idea what's going on. Could he be talking to me? Chapter 2, Adam. Hiding behind an enormous Christmas tree with itchy branches digging into my neck is not where I expected to end my night as the caterer for Miss Too Cheap for Words, Maisie Gartner's annual festive gala. I shouldn't complain about her trying to knock down my price at every opportunity. I've heard that fundraising is her calling and every cent she swindles out of us contractors, she donates to the cause. My evening was supposed to start for real as soon as I took a last peek into the ballroom. I planned to watch for a few moments and revel in the guests enjoying my food. I'd marvel at their costumes, do a final check of the sparkling clean kitchen area and be on my way. A midnight walk through Times Square was on my immediate agenda, hopefully including a sprinkling of real snow, and then I'd welcome whatever adventure fell into my lap. But Miss Maisie, the caterer, is not really a chef. Gartner had other ideas. When my fabulous snowball dessert was laid out on the table during setup, she snatched the little sign I'd requested and glared at me. What is this filth? She hissed. It's my best dessert. Everyone will love it. It's called a snow. I know what it's called. There is no way my guests will be exposed to your larrikin humour. I knew I should have booked a chef instead of a caterer, but they have to lick them. People know, won't know what enough. She tore my sign into dozens of tiny pieces and let them flutter to the ground as she fixed her watery green gaze across the room. Jeffrey, what does that band think they're doing? An apologetic look from Miss Maisie's assistant followed as she bent down to pick up the red and gold pieces of card and she scurried behind her tormentor, quickly putting to work on the next detail that Miss Maisie might deemed lacking. So here I am, hiding in a tree trying to make sure the guests lick but don't bite the paper-thin chocolate delicacy I've just spent three months making for this event. The thought that they'll miss out and all my hard work will be for nothing tears me up. I was counting on the reviews from tonight to ensure more bookings for next year. This is the first year of my version of the life plan that I stole from a friend back home, a woman I've never been able to have. Peggy got a job travelling the world right about the time I started bringing a new girl around. It was my backward attempt to get her to act on the attraction I swore we'd both been feeling for years. Instead, she disappeared. 
Now she spends three months every year in the US and I barely see her. So here I am booking contracts from home and doing something similar. In my wildest dreams, I could never have imagined that the perfect angel who approached the dessert bar first would turn out to be the woman I'd worshipped from afar for the past three years. That's me done. Oh my gosh, so good. So scary reading it out loud. It's like reading to your children, but terrifying. <laughs> you did so wonderful. Uh, it sounds amazing. I hope yeah. it'll be funny. Yeah. That's that was awesome. And I'm going to say a first line hook. I that think was, you got them. <laughs> I, I was telling everyone, first this line. is part of my book. Lick my balls. Lick my balls. And they were like, away from me you crazy woman. <laughs> yeah. but it was perfect for the anthology it, it fit perfectly so, so i want to know yeah. um is that a real chocolate and where do you get one i, I want to lick some chocolates like that <laughs> did you pick that up yeah and well, why do you have you to lick it first further, it's not a real recipe it's a mixture of you know those lint chocolate balls I love the red lint ones. They're amazing, but only the red ones. Um, so I imagined a thing that looked like that and had been mixed with popping candy. So when you licked it and it melted, it would crackle in your mouth. So that's, that's what that's I had in my head. Awesome. So that's why you got to lick it first. Awesome. Okay. So but I love buffets. So I love the dessert section of the buffets. In Vegas, I'm in heaven when I go there. Really, I just like food. I think we're getting a... Bit of a yeah, talk about that. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm gonna say like, hey, can you? I'm gonna challenge you to make that recipe, <laughs> post it on our page, and tell us if it worked out. All right. Well, you won't believe it. I've got a whole box of pop rocks sitting in All my right. office. I run a I run a gift box business, and I just got new yeah. stock delivered, and there's strawberry pop rocks in it. So I can totally give it a try. <laughs> Okay, I I, I'm, I was just awesome. about to get a little bit a little bit P, more than PG thirteen, so I'm just gonna stop right now with the pop rocks. But um, <laughs> yeah. good call, done. Pop rocks and jingle balls. So we'll just Should we do a couple questions. Yes. Okay. Before I talk more, absolutely. <laughs> um, before LB reads, let's do a couple questions. So Karen wants to know her new favorite Do you collect anything? Oh. Uh, I collect, I don't really collect anything. My husband collects hat pins, so I join him in that endeavour. We have been known to go to a new country and spend five hours of our only 24 hours there searching the stores for a hat pin, which is insane. Um, but, yeah, I do. he does collect those. I don't. I tend to like uh, less things. In my house, I don't have books anymore or CDs. My Kindle is full, obviously, but I don't have DVDs. I've gotten rid of a lot of that. Um, I do have, if I were to open this mirrored, which way is it? This mirrored cupboard back here, there are garbage bags and garbage bags full of yarn. <laughs> Too much yarn that I will ever use in my life to crochet with, but I can't stop buying it. It's the only thing that I keep sneaking in the house. That is so funny. <laughs> so naughty. I think we all have something we sneak in the house. Like the reason I started writing was because my husband caught me sneaking my 200th book in the house. I was so <laughs> proud of myself. 
<laughs> and he said, why don't you write this and make us money instead of spending our money on it? And I said, mm, all right. <laughs> awesome origin story. Yeah. But yeah. little did he know, yeah. my, my bookcase just keeps getting bigger and bigger and bigger. So <laughs> he just opened the door is really what he did. Well, <laughs> <laughs> B, do you collect anything? Um, actually, I I was going to say no, but then come to think of it, I've been collecting stickers seems to be Ooh. the big thing. I think it started from my kids because they collect them and then put them all over their um, their laptops or like their iPad cases. And so I find myself suddenly, you know, attracted to collecting stickers wherever I go as well. Yeah. That's about it. I guess I don't have as many paperbacks either. I mean, my my Kindle is full. I still love paperbacks. Like we have a bookshelf in almost every room in our house, but mm -hmm. I'm not as crazy for them as and I love children's books, actually, like children's picture books. I don't know why, um, but I just can't pass up a good one. So that's probably probably it. What about you, Dylan? Curious about that. I think bees. Bees? Or hobbies. Oh, hobbies. Not, not bees. I do not I was like bees. Ah, I'm not ever coming to your house. <laughs> like Tracy, I have um, bins of yarn because I knit and crochet. Um, you can win actually one of my crochet um, yes. projects, which I won't name now because we are PG-13 here on Romance Happy Hour. But um, <laughs> if you go to the Jingle Balls Nuts for Books page, you can find out how to enter our big Jingle yeah. Balls giveaway. And I, and I, I said balsam lip balm holder that I made and uh -huh. it's like for grabs and that. Um, but yeah, I mean, I started doing, I mean, I, I've got like all the planners. I decided I wanted to, you know, like do the planners and all that. So I've got tons of stickers and there's a scrapbooker. I tend to collect hobbies as I do. I, I have stuff to make jewelry and then Ooh, I never have enough time to do all my hobbies, but I collect hobbies. So if Dylan and I ever live in the same town, we're going to have to just do collect hobbies together because I've got jewelry stuff and mm -hmm. crafting stuff. And You actually make things, though. Dawn makes these amazing. Show them your wine glass. Oh, yeah. So Dawn this one. Amazing creations. This one actually says, baby, it's cold outside. It's um, state oh. like etched glass. I figured out how to etch glass. It's mm -hmm. on the other side of it. Um, so this is a pot yeah, that's, cool. that's like it's like 3D uh, 3D snow dripping. That's awesome. Yeah, but it's my only wine glass left. Cool. Um, the rest of them have been broken by my children who like to throw them in sinks and stuff. So <laughs> it's my only one left. It's pretty solid, I think. <laughs> oh, but yeah. Okay. Let me see more questions. Um, I got distracted by looking at your wine glass and remembering what wine tastes like, even though it's only been one day. Um, okay, Sarah wants to know, what is your daily writing routine? Mm. Who's going first? Me? Yeah. Um, go first. I used to have a really good writing routine before this year. <laughs> um, so I used to write from nine o'clock to one o'clock in the morning. I know you'll be surprised, but at a McDonald's. <laughs> um, and I had, had a job delivering flowers, which I love. I took it on because I quit my full-time job 
and um, writing romance. I was noticing for a few months I was at home, I wasn't seeing anybody. My writing was not the same. So I took on a flower delivery job. Um, and so sometimes I finish at four o'clock, uh, 50 kilometres away, and instead of taking the busy traffic home, I'll find a McDonald's, sit down and write till about seven and then come home. My children are grown so they can fend for themselves. Um, so I I was doing a lot of that. So that has really messed me up. And now that we haven't been allowed to go out and all the McDonald's are closed um, except for the drive through it's really affected my writing routine. So I've made myself a little patch in, uh, in one of the offices at home, one of the rooms, and trying to get back into that routine um, I can't write with anybody looking over my shoulder, mm -hmm. so I can only write in a McDonald's against the wall. <laughs> I have a few little weird quirks, um, but I have this little uh, stone that I take with me now. It says insight, Ooh. and if I've got that in my pocket, it's like a little talisman or something. If I've got that with me, I can write. I, I think I've just trained myself. It's really odd, but it works, so um, that's what I do. So now Ooh, I can write anytime, anywhere as long as I remember to take this with me. <laughs> I love this so much. Um, so we've had, we had a, um, an author who wrote in a tire shop and now we have a, an author who writes. Oh, Amy. <laughs> yes. I think that we are going to have to like, like make a questionnaire, like, like a yeah. quiz. Things that you do. Well, it's a real problem. Once the McDonald's shut, no more writing came out of these hands and it was a very rude shock to think how conditioned I was. I could go in any Maccas, yeah. no matter where it was, but I was absolutely conditioned to sit in the corner, put my headphones in and write. And, yeah, I've had to change my habit. So it's been interesting. I was going to ask, how is things going over there, like with this whole corona thing? Oh, we're doing pretty well. Um, our state, we're in Mel uh, Victoria. Our state has had an outbreak. Um, we had people going into, we're very, very strict here compared to a lot of you guys. So anyone returning to the country has to go in a quarantine hotel for two weeks. Um, initially the government paid, but now you have to pay for yourself. And it's $3,000 for two weeks, I think. Um, and you're not allowed out. They'll take you out for a little exercise walk once a day, but they're very strict. Anyway, just like in a romance novel, some of the security guards got a little bit attached to some of the people and something <laughs> happened and suddenly got out in the community and we've had we had 40 deaths we're now got 800 and something deaths we had oh thousands God. of cases just oh from someone doing the naughty oh. with stranger <laughs> oh my gosh <laughs> Aussie think that's pretty funny because that's a pretty Aussie thing to do um, but it's been, oh. yeah, pretty awful. We're now down to, we're waiting to get out of lockdown. We can't go five kilometres from our house. Uh, we can only go out for work, medical, food or exercise. So you guys no are still on lockdown then? Yeah, so we're waiting. Um, they want us to have five cases a day average over two weeks before wow. they'll let us go out of lockdown, which is nothing compared to the rest of the world. He's not even in, barely in lockdown. Mm -hmm. but, yeah, so yeah, we're doing all right, but oh, I, I've had enough this last week. So no dinners out, no, um, there's basically nothing to do. You can't go and sit in the park. You can't, you can't do anything. So, yeah, but we're getting there. Sounds like you could write, Tracy. I know, I should have been writing, and I have been writing. But, I know. Yeah, it took me a long time once I was locked in to get my groove in. And I'm lucky. I go out to deliver flowers. 
I go out to deliver my gift boxes. So those things, business is still allowed to happen, those things. Um, so I've been had a bit of scenery, but my son hasn't been out since mm -hmm. June or something. He's been inside except for a trip across the road to the shop. We yeah. even had a curfew. They even locked us in from 8 p.m. to 5 a.m., which is unheard of here. So Wow. That's crazy. <laughs> 20 years from now, it will be good stories to tell and bore the grandchildren. Yeah. Yeah. My daddy, happened. <laughs> right, right, right. All right, Dylan, we got some more questions. We got to get to LB soon. Um, yes. You know what? Let's, um, well, not get to say what her writing routine is. So let's do that. And then, um, and then let's have LB go ahead and read because we want to make okay. sure we have time. Okay, uh, so my writing routine is sporadic. That's the best way to say it. Um, I don't, I work full time as an author now. Um, and so I kind of rotate around my house. Um, sometimes I'm in my room, sometimes I'm at my desk, which is downstairs. The room I'm in right now um, is my second daughter's bedroom. And literally the weekend she moved out, I moved in and started painting this room. So I don't have, um, I don't have a she shed. I have what I call the me room. Um, and this is where I do a lot of stuff, but I don't have a set time that I write. I wish that I did, but sometimes I'm really motivated in the morning. Sometimes I'm really motivated late at night. It just depends on the mood, so to speak. So um, I wish that I could go out and write in public, but I don't. Um, I don't drink coffee, so I always feel like an imposer if I just take up a space in Starbucks. Um, <laughs> so I, I do most of my writing right here at home. So awesome. whenever it strikes, whenever the inspiration strikes. This is so crazy. So Tracy doesn't drink wine and LB doesn't drink coffee. <laughs> I yeah, feel a little never. bit I drink wine though, but I don't drink coffee. <laughs> I don't drink coffee either. So well, yeah. I'm just talking for both. So we'll just all get together and then like <laughs> talk about coffee yeah. on one side and wine on the other. <laughs> oh, funny. <laughs> there you go. All right. Well, LB, are you ready to read to us? I can't. Sure. And, is, and is this book I'm the one that's released today? Yes, this is okay. um, from Silver Biker, and um, I because it has to be PG thirteen. Um, I skipped the ahead because the first chapter is uh, the prologue is definitely not PG thirteen. Um, so this is actually chapter one, and it's called a reintroduction. Why the scowl, honey? My vision glazes over at the question, and I'm numb to the woman on my lap. I've had a few too many tonight. Fall is always a difficult time of year for me. September specifically is the worst. This day, the most awful of all. I'm in my home, away from home, Bridget Ed, biker bar just outside my hometown of Blue Ridge, Georgia, because I don't trust myself to be anyplace else. It's a place where, despite everyone knowing my name, I can forget who I am. James Harrington, that's my name, my birthright, and my curse. I didn't always hate being a Harrington. At one time, I took it as a privilege. I used it to my advantage, but a name doesn't stop you from losing everything. The biker babe on my, on my thigh cups my chin and forces me to look at her. I'm not about to tell her my woes. Few people know the truth, and that's the way I like it. Trixie, Trudy, Tabby, I can't remember her name, but I squeeze her hip. She's wearing the shortest of short skirts in black leather and a white top cut so low her red bra hangs out. 
Her thick ass presses into my thigh. She's unfamiliar in so many ways. She isn't the woman I thought would be sitting on my legs at my age. By 48, I believe my life would be many things, but none of them hold true. What a leaper I was back in my 20s. My thoughts want to wander to the past, but I reel them back in. There's no point in rehashing history. The past is the past, as the cliche goes. Thinking about how I'd get so lucky, I sarcastically slur of her being on my lap. She's a brunette with brown eyes, and it's all wrong. Maybe I can get lost in her, but I know I won't. I don't want to spend the night with her. Still, I don't push her off me yet. I'm not happy being with other women, but I am a man, and I have needs. I try to give them what I take. The tongue works wonder, fingers too, but there's a part of me that doesn't belong to anyone else but one woman, and she's gone. It's all my fault. We should get out of here, the babe whispers in my ear. Her voice is off, smoky and rough. She sounds as tough as she probably is. It's a hard life being a bee to a bunch of bikers. Rebels edge, we aren't the worst out there. The club is no longer one percenters. That history happened before me joining up with the group. The original club whittled down to more of a group of rogue bikers and lost souls who found one another. We ride, we drink, we fornicate. Such is my life now, the life I didn't think I'd ever be living. Not yet, honey, I tell her, as she outlines the shell of my ear with her tongue. Hosed down by the saliva, she laps at me like the kisses my pooch silver gives me. A lick from my Siberian husky might actually feel better. Ranger, the call of my biker name forces me to look up. I think this one's for you. Justice is the president of our non-official club, and he's also become a true friend. His silver-topped head tips toward the front door, and I squint. The brightest of blonde hair from yards away beckons like a beacon across the lake, but I can't make out the rest of her. She hesitantly stands before the front door as though she isn't certain she should be here. Perhaps she's wondering how she got here. Join the club, sister. Then again, don't. Whoever she is from this distance, I can tell she doesn't have a stitch of biker babe in her. Something just doesn't feel right about her and tells me I'm correct in my assessment. Nope, not my type, I say to my friend, turning my gaze back to him and then offering a kiss to the jaw of the woman on my lap. Justice snorts and shakes his head slowly side to side. His arms cross over his sword body. He's been acting all kinds of weird over the past few months. I tease him as old age, but I know the real source of his contentment. He's getting D-dipped on the regular to one woman in particular, and it's mellowing him. He's in love. I shiver with the thought I'd been there once, only once, and then I lost it all. Maybe the chick by the door is lost. It happens on occasion. Someone's driving toward Blue Ridge up here in the Smoky Mountains of Georgia and gets turned around because of a lack of GPS. She hasn't quite made it to town and doesn't realize she's only 15 minutes outside of it. Keep going, honey. I want to holler. You'll get wherever you're going soon enough. Blue Ridge is my hometown. Born and bred here, I knew I'd spend my entire life near this place. After what happened, I'll never leave. Never. Wouldn't be so sure about that, Justice interjects. Responding to my statement about type and pulling me back to the present with a deep chuckle, the lost woman finally walks to the edge of the bar and pauses at the structure. It spans the length of one wall. The rest of the room has tables scattered here and there. 
I'm sitting near the pool tables toward the back of the place. I just won a game and somehow the woman on my lap is my prize. I'm not getting laid, but I'll be getting long overdue head. What do you know? I snap at my leader, although it looks, although it comes out more slur. I'm feeling good, really relaxed. I'd like to think the ease will allow me to stick my D in someone random, but I know it won't. This bird on my lap could sing pretty sweet, smell sweet, and tease me in all the right ways, and I still wouldn't be going where I can't bring myself to go. It isn't that I can't get it up. It's that I don't think I deserve to sample the pleasure. Ranger, you're asking for trouble. The tone of Justice's voice raises the hackles on the back of my neck. With my hair shorn short to my scalp, highlighting the hints of silver I've become speckled with. It doesn't take much for those fine locks to prickle. His voice has me on edge. Trouble is my middle name, I snort. Peach is your middle name. A sweet southern voice purrs and I choke on air. Justice steps aside to offer me a better view of the woman speaking. You're a peach, I retort, squinting at the figure who has moved closer to my perch without me noticing her. The comeback is intended to be flippant and flirty, but my tongue swells the second I've said it. The air around me stills. The woman in my lap feels like the weight of the mountains. I only have eyes for the woman standing two feet away from me. Can this day get any worse? With blonde hair bright as lemonade, sapphire blue eyes, and a body like an hourglass, I can't believe I didn't recognize her at first. However, I am drunk, or I was. I'm sobering up real fast. My leg begins to bounce, making the woman on my lap jiggle, and she lets loose a vibrating giggle, drawing awkward attention to herself. She sounds like a child on a kiddie ride, only I'm not offering free trips on the James Express. Peach, I whisper, not certain the nickname leaves my lips. Continuing to stare at the woman watching me, I can't believe she's standing before me. Is she real? The glare in her eyes assures me she's very real, and she's staring daggers at the woman sitting on my thighs. In a show of possessiveness and bitchiness to the max, the biker babe kisses my jaw, licking along the hard edge and scraping her tongue against the silvery stubble. My eyes remain on the peach before me. James, the blonde bombshell, speaks. I'd recognize her voice anywhere. I hear it nightly in my dreams, reaching out for it to drown out the other noises that haunt me. The screams, the scraping, the silence afterwards. Evelyn, her name is sharper on my tongue than I intend. I'm pissed she didn't call this year. She owes me every May, she promised. You gonna join us tonight, honey? The biddy on my lap teases the female before me who looks ready to stake me on a skewer and roast me over a fire. Good, let her be angry. Let her be anything other than emotionless. It was all my fault, my conscience reminds me. I sit taller in my seat, shifting the woman on my thighs, who has a firm grip on my neck at this point. No, I don't think I'll be joining you this evening. Evelyn's sharp tone displays how unimpressed she is with this situation. Once upon a time, she was impressed with me, though. She thought I was the shit, and she was my sweet peach, James and his giant peach. My mother loved the irony of it. Evie, I hiss. Her nickname falls on deaf ears as the beauty gives me her back and walks away. My eyes follow the retreat of her firm ass still tight in skinny jeans. My mouth waters and my insides stir in a way that haven't for years. Justice steps back with a broad step at her retreat. 
He stood beside her, ever the protector of the underdog, although I'm not certain who's the underdog in this scenario, her or me. As she walks away, the soles of her shoes clack on the tile like the ticking of a stopwatch, and I release that air in my lungs in relief. Or is it frustration? Maybe it's fear. Who is that? Trixie Trudy Tabby asks, her voice incredulous, at the sway of hips walking away from me once again. I answer on an exhale, my wife. Thank goodness. That is awesome. Thank you. Oh, Mic so drop. Great. Thank you. That was nerve-wracking. Yeah. I'm sweating. <laughs> you did so good. Yeah, you both did incredible. Thank you. That was... Um, I tried to clean up the language. That, I know. Tracy was in the... the I had to skip some lines because I was like, uh-oh, not going to say that one. Sorry. I thought it was excellent. Tracy was well, in the chat saying, I'm, yes. I'm buying this book. Like, literally, like right now, I'm buying this book. <laughs> oh, thank you. You're so sweet. So <laughs> good. Thank you. Yeah. I, I think you're our second Silver Fox author on, oh. on Romance Happy Hour, but I know we have some major Silver Fox fans. So oh. it's great that you're here. And I can't yeah. wait. Yeah. I mean, I'm I excited. absolutely love them. I have the hair to go with yeah. it. So. <laughs> I know, you know, and my mother is not here tonight. Usually she is. She's been dropping the ball, but I mean, she would, she loves her some silver boxes. So. Oh, nice, nice. I'm impressed. Um, let my mother join us for um, Romance Happy Hour. I don't oh. think she knows it exists. So. Mm. <laughs> So we have yeah, some more questions. I, I want to get to though before we have to say goodbye because, as yes. usual, our time has gone super fast. <laughs> yeah. Um, Sarah wants to know: Do you edit right? Um, you want me to start this one? Do I edit sure. right? Meaning, do I edit as as I'm writing? Do I edit? I think so. That that, um, I know, I know Sarah mean? is a writer um, as well, yeah. and so I'm. I think she wants to know, like, do you edit as you go? Okay. Um, I would say yes, even though I know you're not supposed to do that. Um, I mean, everybody always says, just just write, just get the story down and then go back and edit. But I'm one of those people that um, I normally write and then the next day I'll like reread what I've written. So then I do end up start editing it. And then I'm not, um, I'm not 100% a answer, but I'm not really a plotter. So if something comes up later as I'm writing and I think, oh, that sh I should add that back in, then I'll go back to the beginning and almost like start over. So it's normally um, the end of a book goes much faster than the beginning because I'm constantly backtracking um, in it. Yeah. But I write pretty fast. And I, I type I type a lot of words in an hour. So um, the process works for me. I, you know what, we're, we're twinsies because that's exactly what goes on in my world too. I definitely, I usually have to go back to make sure I didn't miss anything, you know, like I didn't yeah. from, from the day before. So I, I yeah. find some, sometimes too, it's like, um, I don't know if this happens to you, but like you come up with something and then you put it in and you backtrack yeah. and you're like, oh yeah, I already did say that. Yeah. I already brought that point off. Like. Or, or, yeah, man, so. I gotta go back and like put some nuggets in, 
<laughs> so I have right. to, yeah. sometimes I have to go back and just put a little nuggets here and there. And I have to like read through to find the exact good spot to put it in. But yeah. Yeah. So LB, when you're done with your first draft, is it pretty clean then? Since you've uh, worked no. on it as you go? <laughs> no, <laughs> no. You can ask my content editor. No, it's not. Um, it's pretty clean from the standpoint of uh, grammar. I do have that bonus because I was a teacher for 10 years. But um, as far as like storyline, um, you know, sometimes there's stuff that you think you've already clarified enough and you just really haven't. Or there's a hole that you left and you don't see it as a hole. But I do have a content editor um, and she reads through my work and, you know, she normally finds that. So I seem to be. For certain books, I can literally do like four or five uh, revisions on it before it gets to the final copy. So mm -hmm. um, not so much with Silver Biker. Thank goodness we only had to <laughs> go through it twice. But I've had some books, especially this year, where I've had to go back several yeah. times and redo and redo and redo and redo. So yeah. revisions are the worst, like a headache. Worse. Yeah, I'm not... I'm not a fan of edits. I'm really not. Um, I don't mind, you know, rewriting like sections, but when it comes to having to like rewrite whole entire chapters, because yeah. it can shift the whole rest of your book then too, you know, that now all of a sudden you got to change everything, not just like one little section, but I'm kind I mean, I don't want to say I'm like perfect, but I'm a perfectionist. So it's like, I do want it to be the best book that I can put out. So I just, grin and bear it when I have to rewrite and rewrite. So, yeah. How about you, Tracy? Do you edit as you go? I started off not editing as I went. I would just brain dump everything and, and I was very, very fast. Uh, but now I've got so many books that I'm finding a little bit of trouble remembering um, what's yeah. in what book. So <laughs> I've, I'm now having to edit as I go, and sometimes I have to read the damn thing from the start every single day when I sit down to work on it. And I know that's because I've got a business going on and Jingle Balls was happening. I, I have a lot of things happening, so I'm hoping to get back to a bit more focus. But I have caught myself um, editing more and more and fixing, and I notice when it goes to the editor now, usually the first half of the book has less corrections than the last half. And I know that's from like 10,000 <laughs> times I've read it and fixed it and tweaked it. And, yeah, it's quite noticeable that there's a big, there's chunks where she doesn't change anything. Um, yeah. And then the back half is, usually needs quite a lot. But, yeah, it's, um, and I also keep a list. I don't, I don't revise a lot, I have to say, I, and I, I don't mind rewriting. I hate the going through and picking out, a lot of duplicate in words because when you write as a brain dump, you get a lot of that. So every yeah. book to have, so one book will say, of course, 10,000 times. And one book says at least, and another book will have yes. everything, nothing a billion times. I hate that yeah. part, but I have yeah. a list of about 50 things and I have to physically go and check for everyone. Mm -hmm. And I just, I hate it so much, but if I don't do it, I always suffer. So again, you have to do it. Every time my editor comes back and she's like, well, you've learned a new word. It's, you know, you've got a new phrase. I think this last one, it was always. And it was like, but it was a clause, like always at the end, always, yeah. always. Yeah. And as, my happens. as, 
as I have to go back and change my as is. And once you notice it, you can't unnotice it. And then it's like females on a chalkboard as you're reading your own work. And it's like, oh my gosh, I use like, I I had like in there a lot. It was like this, it was like this, it was like this. Yeah. And we we figured out the as was my problem when like my agent, my former agent had like an issue and she's like, I don't know what it is, but, but the, the right, you know, you need to change this and this and this. And my editor goes through it and she's like, oh my gosh, I figured it out. It's as like your word as you use it so much that if you just changed it up, it would make it more active or whatever. And so I'm like, mm, okay, so. Yeah, now I got to go back and. Oh, interesting. Every time I got to go back and look for my asses. <laughs> I got to cover my asses all the time. That's right. All right, we've got a couple more questions. Okay. I know we're, we're close on time. Um, Karen wants to choose your title before, during, or after writing. Oh, uh, uh, for me, I almost always have to have a title before I start with uh, one of the books that I wrote for Smarty Pants Romance. I didn't have a title and I, I don't know, it just, I could not, The ti- for me, the title is kind of sort of like a theme um, and by not having a title, I was really lost at first. So I always have a title before I start writing, always. And I don't think I've ever, um, I don't think I've ever changed a title after the fact except that my first series that I just rewrote, um, each one of them, because they're revisions, each one of them got a brand new um, title. And it's actually the whole series got a new name and everything. But once I have a title in mind, um, I don't change it. And I I almost always, like 99.9% of the time, I have to have a title first. So with that, though, do you also have your book cover before you finish your book? Like, since you have the title, do you are are you self published? I should I should have asked that first. Are you yeah. self? I so- um I am I am self published one hundred percent. Um, I'm not hybrid or anything. And I normally, I guess, I normally I do have a cover before um I publish. I, definitely the last two years, the past you know twenty books I've written have all had covers before um before I've hit published. So it's really hard to find um, a silver fox, <laughs> to be honest. Um, and um, I mainly use stock photo. I don't use a lot of um, models per se. So um, that's part of it is that I take so much time to find a photo that once I have the photo, that kind of becomes the inspiration for the story too. So, Which is what I was, I guess I was curious about is, is your cover inspiration. So yeah, you just yes. answered. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. How about you, Tracy? Uh, I always have a title to start. Always, always. But I don't get the cover because I will happily change the title once I start writing. Um, oh, I find that happens with book one. I have to just hold off on the cover until I'm certain of the title. But the the next ones in the series, I pick the title and I just stay with those. I don't know why. It just solidifies a bit, I guess. But, yeah, for the first one, um, I pick it and then I'll often tweak it, change it, do whatever. So you said that those book, those uh, that writing behind you on the whiteboard, those are your books, your work in progresses, right? Your web. Yeah. So how many of those are, are they all in production 
or are those all just titles that you're you're going to be doing? Um, well, a couple of them are finished. <laughs> I need to update my whiteboard. <laughs> um, three of them are the ones I've got coming up that will be the finishing of the series, and I've actually got them, the titles there, and it says uh, cover, write, edit, nothing. Not It's not broken up into tiny little things, but cover, write, edit, um, ARC, publish pretty much is um, because sometimes I forget one of those steps. Sometimes I just write a book and throw it out there and don't do any ARCs. Don't make it <laughs> so self-publishing is really fun. I love being in charge of everything, but I also hate being in charge of everything. So. Yeah. 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 Yep. But, yeah, most of them in usually with dates, if they're on the board, then I've planned to do them. I might not have started them yet, but they'll be happening. So. Nice. That's a lot. Yeah. Jeez. <laughs> Makes me tired. Yeah. <laughs> and all those magnets. I love magnets. <laughs> I like magnets, yeah. But, yeah. <laughs> I, I can't read what's behind you, so I can't see what's coming or what you finished. Uh, but, yeah, seeing all, all right. the lines makes me tired. <laughs> Yeah. All right, let's do one more. Um, Marie wants to know, is it hard to jump from one genre to another when you write? Um, I, I can go first again. Uh, no. <laughs> I, I write under, I've written under two um, pen names. And when I wrote under those pen names, I pretty much was like, focused on that particular genre at the time. So um, I think just because I was like in the mode, it was easy. But then uh, what's happened over time, for me at least, is that I don't write under those pen names anymore. And I don't write some of like the earlier stuff that I, I used to write, New Doll, I used to write, um, I've written some darker stuff and I just don't write that anymore. It's not really, um, it's not really who I am, I guess. I mean, it's not really like my brand. Like I've become the silver fox lady um, and that's pretty much all that I write now. So even though everything I'm writing is silver fox though, I guess, I mean like sh shifting to like writing a cowboy is a little bit different than writing um, like the former, my former rock star series. But it's, I mean, they're still, it's still so similar that it's not that different. Yeah. I don't think I answered that question. <laughs> but no, it's good. It was perfect. No, I think I, I, yeah. yeah. I think it's like like I read, I I would get in these different moods to read different things, paranormal, cowboy, right. western, historical, contemporary. And I write like that too, but the same thing over time I've I've started to and especially lately I've had to like had to forcibly like find my brand, start focusing on my brand and getting there. So things I wrote in the past, like I once wrote a paranormal. It was like a one-off. Um, I'd like to finish the series someday mm -hmm. soon, but you know, cause it was fun to write, but yeah, that's like in the past. Right. I should have done it under pen name. I didn't, but <laughs> yeah. But yeah, yeah. That's, I um, get it. that's the same thing. Like I just, you get, um, I, for me, I just felt like I had written so much new adult and I, um, I have four children and they're all in the new adult category. And it just, I just wasn't comfortable writing for that age group because that's what my children are. Um, yeah. and so I took a little break and I wrote some paranormal and I loved it. It was so much fun to write. Like I, I love those stories, but, um, 
it just wasn't really like my niche, but it was fun to write them. So, you know, yeah. I'm proud of them being out there. Yeah. What about you, Tracy? Um, I can switch between as long as it's not mid book. So yeah. um, same thing, I focus on one book and when that's finished, I can happily go and write anything else. It doesn't matter if it's in a different genre. Um, I have a couple of pen names, so, but I do find I'll often write a book, I get excited and start writing and then about 30,000 words, something that's pressing that I've promised or that I actually have to finish, <laughs> I'll abandon it and go and do that. So occasionally I have like a four-month period where I can put six or eight books out, but it's because I have a, a 30,000 words of a cosy written somewhere. I have 20,000 words of a Christmas book set in New Zealand yeah. sitting there just waiting for me to go back. I have a lot of part done things. So, um, and I also get excited when they're finished. Instead of spreading them out, if I have these six finished books, I'll just throw them all out there one week apart. So yeah. I get a bit excited. <laughs> I don't have much point. But yeah, I can, I can move between them, but I'll often leave a project unfinished if it's a bit of a passion thing and, and go back to it later. So yeah, you are those to attack in the new year. <laughs> I'm always amazed by authors who can like work on one project in the morning and totally switch gears and work on a separate yeah. book mm -hmm. in the afternoon. Amazing. And yeah, I, I have decided me, I tried to write two books at once, once, and it really threw me. I mean, I started getting them mixed up, you know, I'd have characters from one yeah. and the other and vice versa. And I, I'm a one book gal. I've decided. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Yep. Well, I can I, do multiple at a time, but yeah, I can't yeah. write multiple at a time. I think I'm more, more, I'm not yeah. OCD, but I think I'm OCD about my writing because I can't work on two books at once. Like mm -hmm. I just can't do it because it, it gives me anxiety. <laughs> like, yeah. I'm like writing one being like, I should be writing on this other one. The other one needs to be done first. Why am I doing here? And that's mm -hmm. where I get it. That's where I come from. Yeah. Same. But we are uh, 10 minutes past the hour. It is not the longest As time we've usual. but <laughs> yeah, it is fast. Um, so we're going to say good night tonight. Dylan, do we have anything awesome going on that we need to, to, to talk about? Um, the, the pajama party, if you want to mention yeah. that. The pajama party is going to be so much fun. And Tracy LB, if you would like to be included, we do have nominations up still. I haven't decided if we're going to vote on the nominations or just go with how many people have already been nominated because you guys are freaking awesome. We've gotten almost, I would say, I would say uh, two-thirds of our authors have already been nominated to join I us know, for I our pajama party. This was all Dawn. I have no yeah. idea how she's going to decide. We can't have that many know. people come on a, a Zoom or, or a live. So this is all up to you because this yeah. is your idea. Like, I'm not taking responsibility for. <laughs> well, this is the first year I've even owned pajamas. So that could have been a scary. Yeah. Year. <laughs> I mean, we can shop them some pasties. I don't know. Like, we did have oh a close call God. with Tracy one time in in a, a sprint room. <laughs> oh, when the funny. Facebook rooms started, um, yeah, there, Tracy had a close call in one of our writing groups one time, which was kind of funny. Oh, funny. I didn't know we had video. I thought we were just writing together. <laughs> so, do you write naked then? I just got it. I was in bed and I got up and went, "Oh, I'm going to join that." <laughs> 
and just started it as I was wandering somewhere. And yeah, not don't definitely don't write naked, but I was I was because of the time difference. I was oh my god. That oh, would be hilarious. Okay, but if you did, that would oh. be hilarious. Like I would I would absolutely have to like start this. Who did what on our oh my God. authors? <laughs> who writes in a tire shop and who writes naked? I mean <laughs> Right. Those yeah. really awesome questions. All right, yeah. So we have a pajama party coming up in December. We haven't decided on a date yet. We will disclose that at a later date. We are inviting, I don't know how many, it might be a little bit more than we had planned because so many amazing authors have been nominated to join us this year. Um, so if you guys want to be nominated, go ahead and like just nominate yourselves. We're, we're allowing that to happen. We know like a lot of people want to come back and we're excited. So if you readers haven't nominated somebody uh, yet, hop on over. I think it's still up on our page. Um, we're going to have fun. It's going to be a Zoom event. Dylan's got, you know, we're, we're limiting it to 100 people. So hopefully, you know, we can get that many to come and limit it, <laughs> limit that many. I'm going to say get that many and limit that many. Mm -hmm. But um, and it's going to be a blast. Um, we're going to we're planning some fun games, some fun giveaways, mm -hmm. some swap um excerpts like tracy will read lb's excerpt because i figure that I would be one, like some of the prizes that i've started getting oh look at you oh, Super yeah, cool. yeah. we've started that to get some prizes in so yeah you're definitely i don't know what else i have sitting over here handy so that's all i'm showing tonight yeah she see she's a liar i mean she 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 does hobbies but she also collects romance happy hour crafts and stuff <laughs> like giveaway stuff yeah i do <laughs> i got I'll, the only thing i have is a lollipop that i was planning on giving away oh you liar no it's serious like i i can make a cup any day but i have a lollipop sitting there that i was meaning to give away eventually <laughs> it's champagne <laughs> oh okay i'm like it's a wow, champagne it's lollipop yeah ooh. <laughs> Well, a champagne lollipop sounds good. So yeah, so look for the information on our page. We'll get more out yes. later, yeah. but we're going to have a blast. And definitely join us and tell all your friends to join us um, when we do have it because it's going to be a Zoom and everybody's going to be talking at once. And I don't know. I might even try to figure out a virtual pillow fight so I can smack Dylan a little bit and she can smack <laughs> me back and then you guys can see how that goes. But yeah, that'd be fun. We'll figure it out. It's going to be a blast. Also, check out the page for our giveaway. LB is giving away a signed paperback of Winner's Place, and Tracy's got the mug. So make sure you check that out, and you can figure out how to enter from our giveaway post there. Yeah. And we'll be back on the 22nd is our next scheduled Romance Happy yeah. Hour. So. Yep. And then this is the last month of two. Well, I might we might have a special episode or two, but um november and december we usually only have one per month because right. of the holidays holiday yep. so yeah yep. so we are going hot but uh we will see you later and yep. thanks Thank for very much bye for bye. joining us we appreciate it bye thank <laughs> bye. you bye. thanks for joining
joining us for this week's episode of Romance Happy Hour. To find out who's coming on next or catch up on the video episodes, visit our website at romancehappyhour.com. Don't forget, you can always join us live on the second and fourth Thursday of each month on the Romance Happy Hour Facebook page. To connect with Dawn or me, check the show notes for our contact info. We'll see you next time. Cheers. Cheers.